0: It's just after eight o'clock in the big city. It's time for America's favorite Las Vegas sports show, Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah, what up? Party's going on. Duh. For peace of mind, visit pdcenterlv.com. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance, 702-335-5744. 702-335-5744. Laborers Union 872, the builders of Allegiant Stadium and the Las Vegas Ballpark, home of the aviators. Promodirect.com. Use K-10 for a 10% discount on your promotion items ordered. PromoDirect.com. And by William Hill Racing Sportsbook. America's leading racing sportsbook. Visit WilliamHill.us. So get ready, because SportsX Radio with Ken Thompson starts
1: now. And welcome to a Friday football fiasco. It is the first of many and it is going to be a great show. Ken Thompson live. PSBR Law Studios right here in Las Vegas. PSBR Law, the best in personal injury here in the Vegas Valley. Now in their fourth year. Over $3.5 billion in verdicts and settlements. The last decade for their clients. Success rate, 99%. Kind of like Brad Power's picks. Strength by your side. The relentless pursuit of justice. If you don't have the number... Jot it down. 702, you know, for Vegas, 830-9353, 830-9353. The best in personal injury. You may not need it now, but you may need it in the future, 830-9353. Ken Thompson, Brad Powers, Friday football fiasco. We tape these Friday mornings, 8 a.m., courtesy of my producer, Mark Koch. We appreciate that. But Brad Powers' schedule so busy that we cannot go live at Friday night. So you will have all this information Follow at Powers 7 just in case he has any updates on any of the information that he gives you. The man is literally working. It is unbelievable how many hours. BP, great to have you on a Friday football fiasco. I think this is year number five. We've been doing this every Friday. We'll cruise through the college football games. Next week, we'll cruise at a faster pace because not only will we have the college, we'll have the first week of NFL. But, uh, BP, with all your obligations, how are things going, man? How's the blood pressure for Brad Powers? <laughs> Uh, ask me after the weekend,
2: uh, how it is. It was a decent, it was really high last night. Uh, even though it was a winning night, uh, it was just, you know, a lot of pressure early on. You got to win early. That first impression in this industry
1: leaves a lot. Well, you do a great show on, on covers. Of course, a covers release show. And uh, some great calls over uh, the last couple weeks involving FCS teams. Not only do you follow the FBS, but the FCS as well, which makes Mark Hoke happy, of course, because his alma mater is the North Dakota State Bison, the best in FCS football. So he's happy. Last week, uh, you gave out Duquesne, plus all those big points against Florida State. They get the cover. And last night, you had a release on Portland State. My goodness, they nearly won the game Outright, there were plus a boatload of points against San Jose State. Pretty impressive call there.
2: Yeah, so I mean, I gave out plus 21 and a half or more. You probably almost everyone got more than 21 and a half. I'm ashamed to admit that I didn't get that. I bet I like Portland State so much, I bet him plus 17 on an opening number. So market moved against me, but that being said, you had a team there that. Probably should have won the game outright, despite the fact they were minus three in turnover. So they, I thought they were clearly the right side. So uh, you're only as good as your last pick, so that was a good one last night. But we got another show coming up Saturday morning.
1: Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to you going 297 O here, so <laughs> don't have to worry about that last pick. All right, BP, uh, let's go back real quick. A couple big games last night. Conference uh, game inside the Big Ten. And also, we had a pretty good game, the backyard brawl, back intact. Let's start there. Pittsburgh, largest crowd ever in their history. Playing West Virginia, battle of two former USC quarterbacks. Keaton Slovis, of course, there for Pitt and JT Daniels for West Virginia. I thought a fun game, backyard brawl. I did have West Virginia plus the 7.5. I know you like Pitt under a touchdown. It worked out, landed on 7, so we both end up covering. You also came back with a little buyback money on West Virginia, so you middled the game. It landed perfectly at 7, but it was a game I felt Pittsburgh very fortunate to win.
2: Yeah, so number one, I'll say this. I thought college football delivered uh, on Thursday night. Two biggest games, really good atmospheres, really good games. Uh, we'll start Pitt-West Virginia. I was surprised at the atmosphere. I know it's a backyard brawl, but, I mean, Pitt home games are a snooze fest usually. That was as good of a Pitt crowd ever. You mentioned biggest crowd ever. I'm telling you, the atmosphere was the best ever. Uh, I thought Pitt was the wrong side watching the game. Uh I was stunned that West Virginia owned the line of scrimmage, keeping my Pitt returned all five stars in the offensive line, and I thought legitimately had a top-ten defensive line in the country, so that stunned me. Um, dropped passes for West Virginia, you know, certain mistakes there. Uh, you know, obviously Pitt got a pick six uh, that, that really helped them, so uh, that was one where I cashed some tickets on Pittsburgh, but I'm telling you, I was I was wrong having Pittsburgh there. I will be dropping
1: Pittsburgh's power rating
2: heading into their game against Tennessee next week.
1: There you go, going into Tennessee and uh, Hendon Hooker and company uh a team that you like a lot this year Josh Heupel, pretty innovative offensive mind coming in there from Central Florida I like this Tennessee team as well oh, and they showed out against well you know I know Ball State's terrible bad Mac team but
2: I mean come on when you're covering a point spread of 36 and a half you're doing something and they didn't really extend in the second half too much but 59 to 10 Tennessee will get after Pittsburgh uh and really stretch them vertically but yeah Tennessee Look the part. Look, this is a team that I said not in the top twenty-five of the AP poll. Huge mistake. A team that I think is clearly top fifteen.
1: If you're doing a power rating. All right. So the Big Ten opener, Penn State an eleven-point lead at halftime. Purdue the only touchdown in the third quarter cut it to four. The line closing at three and a half. Penn State three and a half pretty much everywhere. Purdue in the fourth quarter got the lead a couple times. Went back and forth, and uh, you know just a. A couple key mistakes and a couple controversial, you know catches, was it a catch? No catch? Uh, there was one there for Purdue that would have given him a first down and it was the correct call. The ball definitely hit the ground. I saw that. But then on the following third down as they they're up, uh, they're up three points and they they have the ball on a third down. They had the running back open out of the backfield by about three, four yards but I thought just a little bit too much air under the ball by Aiden O'Connell, and that allowed the Penn State defender to get back the corner, who made a really nice play on the ball. Purdue then forced to punt the touchback, and uh, you know you got to give Penn State credit. Uh, you know Sean Clifford drove him down the field, and I just thought a masterful drive by Clifford. I thought time and clock management may be a problem there for Purdue. Maybe they could have taken a lot more time off to leave Penn State in a hole even more so. Uh, But the risk with throwing a pass when you have the other team down to their final two timeouts, you better make sure that pass is complete because if not, that's another 40 seconds.
2: Yeah, not only questionable at the end there for Purdue, but I thought the game, for the most part, and I know Purdue threw a pick six, or Penn State threw a pick six that really, really helped Purdue late in the game, but I thought the game was pretty much decided there in the final 30 seconds of the first half. I mean... Purdue's down driving, at minimum going to get a field goal. They're in field goal range. They fumble on a third and one. And then somehow, some way, Penn State goes down two plays, gets a touchdown with two seconds left. I mean, that was a 10-point swing there. For what I didn't watch the whole game. I, I mean, I was watching. There was a ton of games last night. But for the 20 minutes or so that I watched at game time, I thought Purdue was the better team. Uh, but with that being said, you're on the road. You're in hostile territory. You're down to get a drive like that for the 60 year senior. A uh, r- r- really
1: good win for Penn State. Much needed. I mean, this has been a 500 program the last couple of years. Ken Thompson, Brad Power, 720 on the AM side, 101.5 on the FM side. You miss any part of the Friday football fiasco, it will be up by 11 o'clock Pacific time. Archives, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and SoundCloud. Also on Facebook. So follow Ken Thompson at Ken Thompson 87, there's no P in the last name, at Ken Thompson 87, and at SportsX Radio. And again, for Brad Powers, at Brad Powers 7, the number 7. And do not forget Brad Powers Sports. If you want to get his plays, his newsletter, and you want to be part of the VIP, oh by the way, a shout out to my pal, Tad Mick. I saw Tad Mick upgraded to the uh, vip service so he wants to make sure he gets all the good stuff from my good pal brad powers tad does a great job up there on fishing expeditions and all that good stuff off the coast of oregon and i think uh, bp and i will uh, get some stress out in the off season and go take him up on an offer that we got all right uh, tomorrow on saturday weather i'm not going to get into the fcs fbs matchups there are some weather problems there but there's a ton of bad weather Rain-wise, as far as from Texas through the Southeastern Conference states. So Troy at Old Miss, 52% chance of rain there in Oxford. Uh, we've got Texas State at Nevada, 15-mile-an-hour winds prode- projected up in Reno. And again, these things can change, so check your weather reports. There are several good sites to get them from. UMass at Tulane, 95% chance of rain there in new orleans brad that stadium that tulane plays in that's not a dome right no outdoors Ullman stadium holds thirty thousand. uh yeah it can get wet there yep utah and florida i mean a lot of uh major chance of rain here 76 degrees utah preparing as we talked to bill riley for the humidity uh they knew there's a good chance there could be some rain but they couldn't make it rain indoors so they'll have to get acclimated there on the field uh, this is still a big play for you, Utah and Florida. Does the weather change things at all if it's going to rain, or are you just concerned more about wind? Well, I think it
2: increases the variance, especially if it's a heavy rain. Heavy rain, And for me to bet the under, it needs to be a downpour. Just raining, eh, it doesn't affect the total too much. You need wind. You need, you know, usually 15 mile an hour above for it to affect it. But in this instance, I'm a little worried of Utah. Wet football? I mean, I think they're the better team. Wet football maybe
1: evens the playing field a little bit. There you go. I'm hoping it's not too wet that uh, Coastal Carolina can wing that ball around because I like Coastal Carolina. I think they have one of the better quarterbacks uh, that people don't know about. And Army going in there, it's a decent Army squad. Yeah, with some rain there, 79%. That affects the option. You're pitching the football constantly. That's what I like. I want the Clare's to take care of business. I laid the two points. Utah State at Alabama, 81% chance of rain and also 13-mile-an-hour winds projected in Tuscaloosa. Brad Powers, you had a great little tweet. It was just, uh, I know it was a personal little bet that you made. Utah State plus 42 or 42-and-a-half? 42 and a half? 42 and, a half. and the tweet was, you know, uh, forgive me, Lord Saban, for I have sinned. I mean, because I fading Saban
2: in season openers, you're pretty negative, but... Number matters. This is the biggest point spread he's ever laid in an opener. Texas is on deck. Weather's
1: positive for me, KT, so I'm very happy with my bet now. All right, there you go. That sounds good. SMU at North Texas. Mean Green coming off the nice second-half shutout of UTEP at the Sun Bowl, getting a decisive win. SMU at North Texas, 48% chance of rain, 94 degrees there in Denton. How does that affect SMU? Are they going to still be winging that ball around, even though Sonny Dykes is out of town? Under is one of my – yeah, they're still going to be the same offense,
2: maybe more tempo, Uh, but I hope it rains really heavily there. That's one of my favorite
1: totals, under. Sports Michelle going for her Ph.D. at Liberty. Hugh Freeze and Liberty, they'll be at Southern Miss in Hattiesburg, 71% chance of rain, 87 degrees there. Memphis at Mississippi State in Starkville, 52% chance of rain, 84 degrees there. Georgia State's at South Carolina and Columbia, it is 76% chance of rain, 82 degrees there. UL Monroe at Texas in Austin, 81% chance of rain, 83 degrees. And then some serious wind. Projected. And again, always check this stuff because winds will change. But Western Kentucky at Hawaii, 19 mile per hour winds projected there. Western Kentucky, they didn't play that greatly against Austin P. Reed, the quarterback, not bad, but I really liked uh, Austin P. I had them plus 15 and a half in game, but I also got Western Kentucky minus seven and a half in game. Game ends on 11, so I was able to get it both ways 38 27. Your take on Western Kentucky after watching that game? Yeah, downgrade Western Kentucky certainly. Uh, I,
2: Austin P had some turnovers there, even for Western Kentucky to win the game by eleven. Keep in mind the market bet Western Kentucky from twenty-one, which I thought it would open up to thirty-one. So that money was all dead wrong there.
1: Uh, yeah, downgrade. I like the, the the text you sent me. Would you say nothing like in game? Nothing like in-game, man, especially if you have an eight-point middle. And uh, I was hoping, and it did land that way, so it was fun watching that game. I do enjoy some of these uh, FCS teams. Look, North Dakota State, Mark's alma mater, always enjoy watching a powerhouse like that. But some of the lesser teams that I have not been familiar with throughout the years, I'm following now because you are such a uh, proponent of FCS football.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, last night, I, that's what I was watching. Everyone's asking, what were you watching? I was watching St. Francis-Akron. Number one, Akron's got a brand-new coach. I want to see what the zips look like. That went to overtime, very entertaining game. Another one, Bryant. Bryant was one of my favorite plays last night. They go to overtime with a first-year coach, FIU. So everyone asked me, why weren't you watching Penn State-Purdue play-by-play? Because I usually got action on this FCS, and plus, if i just watching it, I can maybe get some positive EV bets moving forward, it's some info that – and maybe I'm one of 20 people watching this game right now.
1: Yeah, and what I like about you, I do the same thing, is I DVR tape a ton of games. So watching several, paying attention to several that you're involved in, but then going back in games you're not involved in and uh, kind of watching and then listening to the broadcast because a lot of times... If you're listening to the broadcast, and that's why I like listening to radio sometimes, too, because you're going to get tidbits that you're not normally going to get. And I think that comes into play for future wagers. Yeah, you said very excellent,
2: uh, KT. So I would suggest to anybody, and obviously this isn't a paid advertisement, but one of the best channels to listen to consume college football on a Saturday is Channel 84, Uh, It's like a red zone, but it's radio play-by-play, guys. It's Sirius XM Channel 84, and they just bounce around all over the country, 10, 12 games at once, and whoever's in scoring position, but you're actually getting the play-by-play, guys, and they'll give you so many nuggets because they follow that team. Love listening to that.
1: There you go. All right, uh, we've got a great show in store for you the rest of the way. got about 35 games for the weekend, uh, 33, I believe, on Saturday. We've got a game, a standalone game on Sunday and a standalone game on Labor Day Monday And uh, let me just check with Mark how we're doing on time for this segment. All right, so we got some time to get rolling. We'll start with game 163-164. It is a 1 o'clock kickoff Pacific time. We're going to always give you Pacific time starts. It is Ole Miss at home, minus 21.5 now against Troy. Gunnar Watson and Troy. John Sumrall's first game as head coach there of the Trojans. Bring back a, uh, a decent squad. Gunnar Watson, not great stats. Threw for over 1,600 yards and eight touchdowns. Rushed for another. Kamani Vidal, uh, their workhorse in the backfield. Five touchdowns, nearly 700 yards on the ground. Uh, Tez Johnson comes back. Pretty good receiver. Had four touchdowns and 67 receptions. On the defensive side of the ball, they're fortunate because Carlton Marshall is back. Middle linebacker, 127 tackles to lead the Trojans. On the other side, Brad, is it Jackson Dart or Luke Altmeyer? From what I was here, not a camp, it's going to be Dart. All right. So, the other USC transfer, we talked about two of them in that West Virginia pit game Jackson Dart transferring to Olmis to play for former USC coach Lane Kiffin. And uh, Zach Evans transfer from TCU in the backfield, along with Ulysses Bennett, the fourth, transferring from TCU. So, a backfield there. Jonathan Mingo comes back. A lot of uh, expectations from that young wide receiver. Meanwhile, A.J. Finley, three interceptions, 90 tackles. Safety, the strength of that defense. Cedric Johnson, pretty good linebacker. 33 tackles, six and a half sacks there for Ole Miss. Your take on this one, Brad, from Oxford. Troy catching 21 and a half. total of 57. We're using the Westgate lines
2: yeah so i think any that hook is critical high that it gets me on the dog even at the current line i think plus 21 and a half is a decent bet i think troy has obviously underachieved the last few years that's why they have a new coach but he also inherits the new coach uh, a good situation there. talented team an experienced team a lot of turnover not only on the roster but coaching turnover as far as old miss goes not sure that i can trust them laying more than three touchdowns so troy for me Also did bet the under. I'll say this moving forward. Here's a good tidbit for you guys. There is a misperception about Ole Miss football just because it's Lane Kiffin, he's offense, he's tempo. Eight straight unders to end the season last year. So I got on. I thought it
1: was mispriced, at least the opening line was, and I bet under. That is great information from Brad Powers. You're going to get that every Friday on the Friday Football Fiasco right here from PSBR Law Studios. Utah and Florida, we know Brad Powers is involved with this Utah Utes team, and now rain coming into play there in Gainesville. But Cam Rising should be up to the task. Uh, I like the running game with Thomas and Bernard, and then, you know, Kincaid, from Vegas, Faith Lutheran High School, outstanding tight end, and Brant Keithy, we understand is going to be used as a wide receiver a lot as well from Utah. Vele, also a guy that Utah is going to look to as far as wide out position. But the big move on defense, Mahmoud Diabadi coming over from Florida at 89 tackles. They have the freshman linebacker in the family line of Bartons. Lander Barton will get the start there for the Utes as well. Uh, Whittingham's got a bunch back on that defensive side of the ball. Anthony Richardson takes over the quarterback position for new coach Billy Napier. Emory Jones transferring to Arizona State. Montrell Johnson comes over from Lafayette, had 838 yards and 12 touchdowns on the ground for Napier, and a decent receiving core with Shorter, Henderson, and Whitmore. Defensively, Brenton Cox, he's the main guy. He uh, had eight and a half sacks, and he's a pretty good one, a pretty good one, uh, Brenton Cox there for the Florida Gators. In the game right now, we look at the line currently, it is Utah minus three, 51 the total from the Westgate. I think both side and
2: total are very fair at the current numbers. Uh, I think Utah is the right side. I, I would wait. I mean, I think there might be some 2 and a halfs pop up because I, I think you're going to see the public get involved tomorrow. They're going to want to go with the SEC team, a home dog. Are you kidding me, Florida? And I get points in the swamp. So maybe wait for a two-and-a-half to show up. Utah be uh, the, the side, at least as far as I'm concerned. One thing I will say, there is something to betting on the SEC in, in these Power 5 versus Power 5 matchups week one. SEC 64% against the spread the last 10 years.
1: Wow, great information. I mean, you're not going to get this information anywhere else than the Friday football fiasco. Tell your friends we want to see those numbers jump through the roof. And, again, we will tape this Friday mornings, 8 a.m. Pacific time, so 11 a.m. Eastern time. And, again, things can change. Weather, injuries, things can happen, suspensions. Make sure you check all that. Brad Powers, of course, at Brad Powers Sports, always updates his VIP uh, clients, so when you get his uh, stuff, if you can afford the VIP, it's still a drop in the bucket compared to most services, and you're going to get accurate, great information. BYU at South Florida in Tampa, Kalani Sataki and company going in, Jaron Hall, your quarterback. And they've got a decent uh, receiving game coming back with Gunnar Romney, Uh, Puka Nakua is back, and tight end Isaac Rex, pretty good. Four back on the offensive line. Linebacker Ben Bywater, 102 tackles, leads the way for that defense. Uh, Tyler Batty, pretty good as far as his defensive line. So eight starters back on the defensive side of the ball for the Cougs. South Florida, Jeff Scott, the coach there, will rely on Baylor transfer Jerry Bohannon. He wins the starting job. Mangum on the ground, 671 yards and 15 touchdowns last year for South Florida. Pretty good. Top three receivers are back, Weaverhorn Jr. and Dollison. Only nine sacks last year for South Florida. That's hard to believe, I mean. But they do bring back a couple super senior linebackers in Antonio Greer and Dwayne Bowles. How about 160 tackles between those two? Brad Powers, BYU right now on the road in Tampa, minus 12, 58 your total.
2: So even including last night's game, there's 46 FBS versus FBS games this weekend. I bet forty-three of them, side total or both or hedging. Uh, this is one game that I didn't. I thought I made the line thirteen and fifty-seven. We haven't seen too much line move. To me, it's a simple situation. I'll take fourteen with South Florida. I'll lay ten with BYU. Both teams among the most experienced in the entire country coming into this season. I like both teams. I think both teams are play-on teams. But in this game, not don't have a bet. Although, if I had to guess, I think there's some sharper money going to come in on South Florida. So I might. If it gets down to 10, I'll fade that sharp money move
1: and lay it with BYU. Yeah, and I didn't see uh, inclement weather there with South Florida in the Tampa BYU traditionally,
2: KT, has not performed well in Florida. I think they've only won one time in their entire school history of playing in Florida. One time. One win. It was their last
1: one against Central Florida. Again, great information there from Brad Powers. Don't have time to get into the next game, but when we come back from break, we will pick it up with game 169-170, Louisville at Syracuse in the uh, Dome game. Do not forget the Westgate Super Contest, back better than ever. The Ultimate Pro Football Handicapping Challenge is back for its 35th year with more ways to win and over $1 million in guaranteed prizes. This year's Super Contest features 11 in-season contests, including two nine-week contests plus an overall champion. That is 12 ways to win and 100% payback. Backed by popular demand, of course, the $5,000 entry, winner-take-all Super Contest Gold. And don't forget the second half Super Contest Reboot. Sign up now through September 10th, the Super, co- super Contest only at the world-famous Westgate Las Vegas. Ken Thompson, Brad Powers, 101.5 on the FM side, 720 on the AM side, KDWN. Again, Archives, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and SoundCloud. They will be up by 11 o'clock Pacific time if you need to go back and listen. Live from Vegas, coming right back.
0: Day. For peace of mind, visit PDCenterLV.com. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance, 702 335 5744. 702 335 5744. Leverers Union 872. The Builders of Allegiant Stadium and the Las Vegas Ballpark, home of the Aviators. Promodirect.com. Use K 10 for a discount on your promotion items order. Promodirect.com and by William Hill Racing Sportsbook. America's leading racing sportsbook. Visit WilliamHill.us So get ready because SportsX Radio with Ken Thompson starts now.
1: Welcome back. Hour number two Friday football fiasco. Ken Thompson, Brad Powers, PSBR Lost Studios here in Las Vegas. Rocking and rolling with 23 games left on the docket, and we'll go right to it. We'll pick it up with Miami of Ohio at Kentucky. Brett Gabbard, best quarterback in the Mac, gonna go down and take on Mark Stoops and the Wildcats, who have a suspension with Christopher Rodriguez. He'll will, he will miss this game. Also, linebacker Jordan Wright suspended for this game. Will Levis, pretty good quarterback for the blue and white, over 2,800 yards passing, 24 touchdowns. But 13 interceptions, a little concerning. He did rush for nine more touchdowns. Cavassier Smoke steps into the starting job there in the backfield. Tavion Robinson transfers in from Virginia Tech. Pretty good wideout. Kenneth Horsey leads the uh, offensive line at left guard. And J.J. Weaver is back. This guy's a pretty solid linebacker for Kentucky. For Miami of Ohio, they've got a pretty good offense coming back. Receiving-wise, how about Mac Hippenhammer? and tight end Jack Coldiron. I mean, two of the best names there for Chuck Martin and Miami of Ohio's Red Hawks. Brad Powers, Miami of Ohio catching 16 big ones in this game, total of 54. I want to take Miami of Ohio. Should I, or should I stay away? I think
2: you're late to the party. Uh, you could have got Miami of Ohio above 21. I think there's probably been a little bit of an overreaction to Rodriguez being out. Sure, he's, worth, he's probably one of those rare players that's worth a point or so uh that's a non-quarterback uh I bet Miami Ohio I just I, I can't get to the window at the current number KT uh, I think they're the right side I am down on Kentucky this year uh, I just think outside of Will Le- Levis and Rodriguez who isn't going to play this game they don't have much belt much else back I think Miami can keep it close I, I think maybe your best bet might be Miami Ohio at that number maybe play them first half uh so that would be my recommendation at the current lines
1: all right there you go meanwhile Georgia State and uh quarterback Sean Elliott they are coming in and uh taking on South Carolina and by the way I want to go back Uh, as much as I know about baseball and I love my Mets I don't know why I always call Diaz Antonio Diaz it is Edwin Diaz and Brad Powers who doesn't even follow baseball is like KT it's Edwin Diaz man uh I didn't want to correct you on the air I said no When I make a blunder like that, I need to be corrected on the air. Mark Hoke, I'm surprised he didn't step in and and rip me after he went through all the trouble of getting the entry music to the trumpet for Edwin Diaz, the Mets closer. All right, Georgia State, Darren Granger, pretty good quarterback like this guy, Granger. 19 touchdowns, just four picks, and he rushed for three more over 600 yards. Tucker Gregg, super senior, coming back along with Winston Williams. Uh, These two super senior running backs, Brad, 1,800 yards and 18 touchdowns between them. Jamari Thrash leads the receiving core. Muhammad and Carroll are back as well. Two excellent linebackers. South Carolina Shane Beamer there at home with Spencer Rattler making his debut. How about Spencer Rattler? 2020, he threw for over 3,000 yards, 28 touchdowns, 7 picks for Oklahoma. You thought he was the guy, but, of course, replaced Red River game last year, Oklahoma ends up winning the game and Spencer Rattler sat on the bench pretty much the rest of the way. Marshawn Lloyd in the backfield, not a ton of experience. Jaheen Bell, pretty good tight end, and Josh Van outstanding wide receiver lead the offense. Pickens and Stracken, they lead the defense for South Carolina. Your take on this one, South Carolina at home minus twelve and a half in Columbia, total of fifty seven. Moleen
2: under, uh obviously Georgia State's more of a run based type of, of team. I mean, South is going to be better offensively, but uh, you know, I, I still question some of the weapons on the outside for them, running back and wide receiver. Obviously, much improved quarterback play for them. So, under for me,
1: not a big bet. SMU, the ponies, their opener with Rhett Lashley in his first year with Sonny Dice going over, taking over TCU North Texas off a nice win, says Latrell's boys, taking care of business uh, big time. 17 nothing in the second half in the Sun Bowl against UTEP. Uh, To open up a one point lead and win it by 18 going away. Tanner Mordecai, quarterback back for SMU. Trey Seegers in the backfield, nine touchdowns there. Uh, Bo Corrales transfers in from North Carolina. Pretty good receiver. Rasheed Rice is back as well. Had nine touchdowns via the airwaves. Meanwhile, Illinois State transfer Shannon Reed, pretty good middle linebacker, comes over from FCS. And Devere Levelston had six and a half sacks from his defensive tackle position. They were plus 10 in that sack department. But minus three in the turnovers. North Texas, Austin Aunty, excellent game last week. Three touchdowns. Threw for 236. Rushed for 15 yards as well. Uh, Adai was the main guy out of the backfield with 80 yards on. 17 carries. They average four yards per carry against UTEP. Roderick Burns, Jake Roberts combined for seven receptions, 126 and a touchdown. And KD Davis had eight tackles, five of those solo. What about it? North Texas at home in Denton against SMU. The Ponies minus 11, 66 and a half. Oh, 66 and a half. Wow, the total continues to drop.
2: I lo- love the under. I just think, you know, a total that high screams that you have to have, you know, really good efficiency on both offenses. Now both teams are going to play tempo, although I'll argue North Texas didn't play much tempo last week against UTEP. Uh, SMU with a new coach, maybe they they figured some things out. Now... Uh, I bet it's 75-and-a-half, believe it or not, <laughs> a while ago. I gave it out to VIPs at 71. I gave it out to my newsletter guys at 68-and-a-half. Now we're starting to get to the point of no return, but it'd still be a lean under for me, KT.
1: 67 around town, but at the Westgate, 66-and-a-half is your total. Florida Atlantic off a nice win for Willie Taggart. Nicozy Perry, 256 via the airwaves as they whipped up on Charlotte, 43-13. to 13. Larry McCammon had 118 on the ground and a touchdown, 8.4 yards a carry. My goodness, the Owls will take that all day. Lejante Wester had four receptions and Eddie Williams eight tackles, leading the defense there for FAU. Ohio U, their first game, head coach Tim Albin up against it. Curtis Work is back at quarterback. O'Shawn. Allison in the backfield uh, didn't get in the end zone last year, but nearly four yards a carry. Tyler Walton, a decent receiver. But my goodness, they're replacing a lot. They do have Bryce Houston, Cannon Blauser, Both these guys coming back combined, these two linebackers, for 190 tackles for the Bobcats. Game in Athens, it is FAU minus 4.5, And and you'll probably say late to the uh, party there if you want to bet FAU. But I think the money's going to continue to go on the Owls. Yeah, so i mean originally i was thinking towards ohio in this game but
2: then i watched fau against charlotte and there was nothing fluky about it bigger stronger faster clearly superior team in a game that i actually bet charlotte in that one so i was impressed with fau so much so that hey a little little nugget further uh you can use this for next season write it down uh they left the lines up for a lot there's a bunch of week zero games they left the lines up because there's week one same teams are playing week zero week one they're leaving these week one lines up N- not adjusting whatever that line was, you know, on that Saturday. Regardless of outcome, just le- left it up. FAU is minus three, so I'm down at William Hill on Sunday morning
1: betting FAU minus three. Uh, would still lean that way. A point and a half, good to the number, and still leaning that way. Meanwhile, NC State. Remember, Brad Powers has a big ticket on Devin Leary. I believe forty to one to win the high. Three hundred. Oh, it's three hundred to one. My goodness, where did I get forty to one? I'm thinking of uh, Sandy Alcantara, the uh, Cy Young Award award there for uh, Wayne Krivsky. He's got him, and that, you can count that money. Uh, but three hundred to one on Devin Leary. How about thirty-four hundred thirty-three yards, thirty-five touchdowns, just five picks. He rushed for two more. My goodness, he's a South Jersey kid. Now, he's South Jersey, so he's like Mark Hoke. He roots for Philly teams. If he was North Jersey, he'd root for the New York teams. Uh, Devin Carter, uh, Lesane, uh Thayer Thomas, uh, decent as far as offensive weapons. Trent Penix, good tight end transferring in, or actually not transferring in, but shifting from running back to tight end. Uh, Grant Gibson anchors that offensive line there for Uh, State Linebackers may be the best in the ACC with Peyton Wilson, Drake Thomas. What a combination there. And Isaiah Moore pretty good himself. Tanner Engel, 82 tackles from his safety position. They're going to take on Mike Houston's ECU Pirates with Holton Aylers. Uh, This guy, 18 touchdowns and rushed for six more. Uh, Mitchell and Harris, real solid in the backfield. Over 1,700 yards for these two guys, 13 touchdowns on the ground. Uh, Decent receiving core as well with Johnson, Winstead, and uh, Jalen Johnson transferring in from Georgia, Uh, Winstead transferring in from Toledo, and uh, they did lose Jaquan McMillan, cornerback, who uh, is on that Denver Broncos squad. He's made the team. Emmanuel Hickman will lead the defense there for ECU. NC State on the road, minus 11.5, 51.5 against East Carolina. So money came in on the under big time. I was
2: typing my newsletter up a couple days ago, and just significant under uh, money came in. i got to respect that. I did think NC State was the clear side. Again, numbers matter. I I no longer would bet NC State at the current numbers. And I promise, guys, it won't be like this all year. It's just these numbers have been up for four months. But uh, the numbers right now signify no bet for BP.
1: All right, a game I know you got on after watching Wyoming's dismal performance last week in Champaign. 38-6, they get drubbed. Uh, Titus Swin, who I uh, met over there at the Media Day, Mountain West Media Day, he had a good game. 17 carries, 98 yards. Also met linebacker Easton Gibbs. He had nine tackles to lead the defense. But Andrew Peasley couldn't throw the ball worth a darn last week. Five passes he, he completed for 30 yards and an interception. Five for 20. He did rush for 76 yards. But, my goodness, Wyoming just outmatched big time by Brett Bielema and that Illinois defense. Now, Tulsa comes in. Davis Bren is back at quarterback. Uh, Steven Anderson and Deneric Prince, pretty good running back combination. Also, Isaiah Epps transferring in there as far as the receiving core. Remember, they have Juan Carlos Santana. My goodness, he is solid, uh, pretty good receiver. And with the name alone, that goes a long way for KT. They also have the best <laughs> field goal kicker in the AAC, Tulsa, with Philip Montgomery now in his eighth year as head coach, but Zach Long, what a great name for a field goal kicker. Zach Long will uh, try and get Tulsa on the board as many times as he can. Right now, up to six and a half. They were a slight dog when this game oh, or I'm sorry, a slight favorite when this game opened, but they're up to six and a half, 44 the total from Laramie. Is there still value on Tulsa before it goes to seven?
2: Yeah, that's the only way I can bet it. Until it gets to seven, I think Tulsa is worth a. A you know, smaller bet, but I, I they're the clear right side as far as I'm concerned. Wyoming, you mentioned the past game. You can't be that one-dimensional, and unless you're an option team. You can't be that one-dimensional in college football these days. And I go back to it. I think there's a locker room issue at Wyoming. I know you met those fine young players, but when a bunch of your players transfer out, and it's not like you don't have a, a coaching change or nothing, Craig Bull's been there forever. There should be stability in Wyoming. And when his best players transferred out at the end of last season, that was a big ma- major red flag for me.
1: All right, the boys from Troy will open at the Coliseum. Don't know how many people will be there, but it is up to 32.5. USC, the favorite. At home against Rice, there are some 33s around now popping up. Total is 61 and a half from the Westgate. Rice with Wiley Green leading the way. Uh, Ari Broussard out of the backfield, not too bad. And Cedric Patterson, pretty good receiver. Offensive line, Shea Baker leads the way with an offensive line that is back intact for Rice. That's important for a team that runs the ball like they do to have the continuity and everybody back on the O line. Meanwhile, for USC. 15 transfers on the defense, 12 transfers on the offense, the most in college football. Bobby Haskins looking like he may have solidified that left tackle spot. That was the question mark on the O-line for USC. Uh, coming over from Virginia, the redshirt senior, uh, Voorhees will anchor that offensive line. Meanwhile, on the defensive side of the ball for Southern Cal, a couple transfers. Shane Lee looking the best, the transfer linebacker from Alabama. Also, Romello Height, transfer from Auburn, will help that defense. And Mekki Blackman, also coming in, cornerback from Colorado. All three of those guys should start for SC. Caleb Williams will lead that offense. Travis Dye and Austin Jones, two Pac-12 guys, stay in the conference. They'll be in the backfield for Southern Cal. And Jordan Addison, big-time receiver, coming over. for that NIL money uh, from Pitt. Mario Williams, also outstanding receiver that connected with Caleb Williams at Oklahoma. He is back. Jerry Rice's kid, Brendan Rice from Colorado. Terrell Bynum from Washington. Gary Bryant Jr. still there. John Jackson III. Kyle Ford. Michael Jackson III. I mean, USC's got weapons galore offensively. They are minus 32 and a half. Don't think I'll lay it, but I want to see what this offense has. Yeah, I think this at the current numbers,
2: this is a game that you're going to learn a lot about both teams. I'm, you know, a little bit pessimistic on both teams this year. I bet Rice under their win total. I bet USC under their win total. I bet Rice in this game, but I needed that 35. KT 35 and 36 is where I got it right now. Another game where
1: no bet at the current numbers. All right, then we've got UCLA, Bowling Green, Bowling Green. Brad's <laughs> alma mater, Scott Luffler, and uh, quarterback Matt McDonald is back. Uh first team tight end Christian Sims as far as in the Mac. Pretty good there for the Falcons. Defensively, they're gonna be stronger with Carl Brooks, Walter Hare, Darren Anders. Uh, devon ferguson cornerback and jordan uh, anderson uh pretty good safety so inside the mac their defense looks like it'll be formidable for ucla and chip kelly we know they're just going to wing this ball around they've got a bunch of good solid players uh, including zach charbonnet now in his second year the transfer from michigan but wide receiver jake bobo transfers in from duke uh they've got a you know a couple other transfers as well especially on the defensive side of the ball the twins uh, the Murphy boys have transferred in from North Texas, and they will be starting. Well, at least Gabriel will be starting. His brother will back him up. And Darius Mwasu, uh, the leading tackler for Hawaii, also there at linebacker starting for UCLA. So a lot of transfers to the Bruins. What about UCLA? Shouldn't be a big crowd there at the Rose Bowl. Uh, probably look half empty. UCLA, 23-and-a-half, 56-and-a-half the total.
2: Well, half empty, I'll bet the under. I think it'll be less than half, KT, on a on a – you know, Saturday afternoon game, it won't be very many people there. I loved Bowling Green. Uh pulling behind the curtain. It was one of my top two VIP plays. I went out. You know me, I don't give out a lot of strong plays. It was a significantly strong play on Bowling Green, plus thirty-one and a half. <laughs> Smoothed to a <laughs> touchdown. And then some uh would no longer better at the current number. I'm just gonna be rooting for BG here and the thought process was you had two very disparate teams as far as experience. BG one of the most experienced teams. UCLA one of the least experienced teams and I think BG's confident. They beat Minnesota last year as a 30-point underdog. I think they'll slow the game down and when you want a team that wants to slow the game down, play good defense, take care of the football, that's, that's, that's why you bet a
1: large underdog in that role. There you go. What's your take on your coach there at your alma mater?
2: I'll ask me after this season. I mean, I was ready to fire him uh before last season and they exceeded expectations last season we'll see All right. you got
1: to flirt with a bowl for me okay there you go meanwhile Andy Avalos and Boise State one of the better games this will be a 7:30 p.m. kickoff from Corvallis looking forward to this one OSU right now the other OSU is uh actually the third of OSUs because you'll have Ohio State then you'll have Oklahoma State and then Oregon State in that order uh Oregon State though Jonathan Smith doing a nice job at his alma mater Totals 56 in this game at the Westgate. And again, the uh, Beavs favored by two and a half. Chance Nolan running the quarterback position there. Uh, Fenwick, Martinez, and Lowe in the backfield. Uh, pretty decent receivers, but young core with Trayshawn Harrison, John Lindsey, and Anthony Gould. Tight end Luke uh, Musgrave is pretty good. Uh, on the offensive line, they're pretty solid there uh, with Joshua Gray, Jake Levengood, and Brandon Kuyper. One of the better punters in the Pac 12 and Luke Lochner. And uh, then they've got Wright, Grant, and Spates to lead that defense. But they lost a lot on defense, but Spates did have 89 tackles for Boise State. Hank Bachmeyer seems like he's been there forever. George Halani, the youngster out of St. John Bosco, Panishes School. Just has to stay healthy. I think this kid's got a ton of talent. Stephon Cobbs comes in. Remember, they lost Khalil Shakir. He's now a member of the Buffalo Bills. Outstanding receiver that had 77 uh, receptions last year, seven touchdowns. Meanwhile, Matlock leads the uh, defense. Scott Matlock, very, very solid. Shane Orwin's pretty good. JL Skinner had 92 tackles. Uh, from a safety position so there's plenty to like for boise state but i think we're bumping heads on this one i like oregon state i think oh, the Beavs wow. are going to win this game oregon state minus two and a half 56 the total
2: all right so this will be our bet for this week all right yeah i like boise state in this game power has got a near pick you know i bet boise state plus five plus three the only side i gave out in my newsletter this week was boise state so yeah you got a bet here there you even go. at the
1: current two and a half you got a bet even at the current two and a half what, what did you want the three you want do you want nah, the three? Brad, I mean, do you I'll need take the, the three? three.
2: Don't give it to me though. I Come won't. Come on,
1: I, I I won't. But I just yeah. I just wanted to see if you wanted it. Because I mean, it's it, important. But if folks. it's the, if it's the only game you gave out, then you you should feel confident they're going to win the game, right? you yeah, I did you, say
2: I think well, they, they, they win mean, the game. Well, of so course, so you two don't, and a half. Yeah, you good. don't
1: even need the two and a half. You take it on the money line. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll try and negotiate there. But no, I think Oregon State wins the game. Uh did play them a little bit on the money line. I think they were minus one thirty on the money line. Uh, initially, when I saw it, Kent State there at Washington uh, taking on the Huskies and Sean Lewis and the Golden Flashes will give it a go against new coach Kalen DeBeer. Uh, DeBoer, I should say, coming over. Remember, he was the offensive coordinator for Indiana, then took over head coach at Fresno State, but he bails to Washington. Michael Penix Jr. comes in there, a quarterback he knows very well, going to take advantage of his skills. Also, Wayne Talapapa, uh, transfer running back from Virginia, is there along with Jalen McMillan in the backfield. Remember their left tackle, Jackson Kirkland, one of the best left tackles in the country. Uh, On the defensive side of the ball for Washington, Tule latule Gasanoa outstanding defensive end and Carson Bruner real solid linebacker uh Sermon Jackson transferred to Cal so their leading tackler he's going to go play for dad so he left the Washington program your take the Huskies at home minus 23 and a half 60 from Seattle well a lot of professional sharp monies on
2: Washington here I kind of disagree I'm on Kent State uh although Kent State uh who I like their head coach Sean Lewis and everybody but uh they have not performed well in these Power 5 games. And I, I'm wondering if they hold it in a little bit because you look at Kent State's schedule, they have Georgia, they have Washington, I think Oklahoma too. Unbelievable coming up here in the next few weeks. So what I'm getting at is I'm going to go under. They got a new defense coordinator at Kent State, comes from Northern Iowa, one of the best defenses in the FCS level last several years. So
1: under for me, KT. Seven back on that defense, three in the secondary, including Dean Clark that had 116 tackles offensively, they were plus 13 turnovers last year, but minus 17 on the sack Department. But they lose quarterback Dustin Crum. That hurts. Colin Schley will run the show. Marquez I like Cooper. Schley kid. Yeah, and Marquez Cooper, 1,200 yards, 11 touchdowns on the ground. Dante Cephas, pretty solid receiver as well, comes back for Kent State. Brad says take Kent State, plus the 23.5, 60 the total. In Seattle. Arizona, they'll be taking on San Diego State. Braxton Burmeister, the transfer from Virginia Tech, looks like he'll get the go there for Brady Hoke and San Diego State's Aztecs. Chance Bell has the backfield to himself pretty much. Uh, excellent kick returner in Jordan Bird. Uh, he'll also help out running back position-wise. And San Diego State's got a ton as far as on the defensive side of the ball. And a bunch of guys transferring, including Cooper McDonald, Justice, Justice Tavai. Uh, both of them have brothers already on that Aztec defense. Arizona, Jaden DeLora, outstanding quarterback at Wazoo, threw for 23 touchdowns. He transfers down to Tucson to play for Jed Fish, Michael Wiley out of the backfield, and Jacob Cowing, outstanding receiver from UTEP, comes over. That could be a good combination with Delora and Cowing. Kion Barr, pretty good defensive end. Had a bunch of good plays last year for Arizona. Arizona and Fish, their guys catching 6 and a half, 46 and a half in San Diego. I bet Arizona,
2: I think they're the right side, but not, again, broken record. Not necessarily the current numbers. I will say this, in that brand-new stadium, CBS audience, national audience, and we're talking not CBS College Sports, CBS. Uh, So San Diego State will be fired up, but I think Arizona's a much-improved program under Jed Fish.
1: I would still lean with them at the current number, but, again, not much value. And the thing with Fish, he has a lot of emotion on the sidelines. You see it uh, when guys are coming off the field, offense, defense, doesn't much matter. He always seems to be encouraging, and I think his coaching staff doing the same. Uh, Texas State at Nevada, uh rather putrid performance by Nevada. Somehow they beat New Mexico State. And covered. Un- unreal. And covered, right. Only had 76 yards passing. Uh, Shane Illingworth and Nate Cox, both were disastrous. 78 yards. <laughs> don't want to short them two yards. But Toa Tawa, Devontae Lee, these two guys on the ground were pretty solid. Uh, Isaiah Esenima, uh had four interceptions or they had four interceptions he had two of them five turnovers by new mexico state that spelled the difference in the game in this game from reno texas state comes in uh they did lose brady mcbride he transferred but lane hatcher comes over to play quarterback from arkansas state they've got banks barbie and hawkins pretty good combo there as far as the wideouts three of the top four are back you take the bobcats of texas state now a favorite minus one and a half, fifty-one 51 the total i
2: think texas state is the right side Uh, Even Sunday morning, you could have gotten them as high as plus five because, again, those odds makers left the lines up. uh, And I I get it, Nevada won and covered, but, man, they were bad. Plus five in turnovers and still questionable to cover. I mean, when you're plus five in turnovers, your your cover rate's like 90-plus percent. So uh, I'm fading Nevada, and this is one game where uh, you know I gave out Texas State as a VIP play.
1: Mario Cristobal on to take uh, take on the job there for Miami as new head coach. So Dan Lanning is the new guy in charge up in Eugene. For Phil Knight and company, Bo Nix transfers in from Auburn, Uh, you know, did what he could last year there with the Tigers, threw for 11 touchdowns, just three interceptions, rushed for four more. Uh, Wide receivers, Troy Franklin, Dante Thornton, 7 McGee. Not a ton of receiving experience there for the Ducks. Byron Cardwell takes over in the backfield with Dye transferring to USC. Meanwhile, Marquise Irving also comes in from Minnesota defensively Noah Sewell 114 tackles four sacks he'll lead that defense with Thibodeau now a member of the New York Giants for Georgia again this game at the Mercedes-Benz Dome so the 95% chance of rain won't affect uh, these folks indoors Stetson Bennett he's like what do I have to do I want a national title and people are already you know having me lose my quarterback position Uh, 29 touchdowns and seven picks last year. He's got a good offensive line with Van Pran, Jones, and McClendon all back. Kenny McIntosh, pretty solid in the backfield. Uh, Mitchell, McConkey, Jackson, decent receivers, but two of the best tight ends on any one team. Brock Bowers, Eric Gilbert, linebacker. Nolan Smith leads that defense along with Robert Beal, Jr. Jalen Carter, excellent defensive tackle as well. Your take on this one, Georgia favored 17-54 from Mercedes-Benz Dome. I
2: think 17 is the absolute right number, so much so that, you know, my original bet was Georgia minus 13 and a half. I hedged back a little bit, Oregon, plus 18. Current numbers, I'm going to go over. I think, obviously, Oregon's going to play more tempo. Georgia lost so much on defense. I think they'll be more of an offensive-driven team this year. They're still really talented on defense, so over 54 for me.
1: All right, so Brad Powers, big on the college football, bigger than anyone I know, but also very big the professional wrestling. My good pal and producer, Mark Hoke, he's got a professional wrestling show. You can check it out Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. And Mark, what do you got coming up? You got a pretty good show coming up uh, with uh, some special people and uh, just great content. I know Fish Fane comes in and helps out, but you always have good, solid guests.
0: Well, we've got a two-hour show with two pay-per-views from WWE and AEW this weekend. And we are welcoming the... AEW TNT champion
1: Wardlow on the show. So it should be a good one. So tune on in on Sunday morning. There you go. Great stuff. Great stuff from my good pal Mark Hoke. And he does a heck of a job. He is uh, the Jose Aquendo of Beasley Broadcasting. The guy is everywhere, including getting up early to come in and tape the Friday football fiasco with Ken Thompson and Brad Powers. We keep things going as we move on to Liberty. That's right. SportsX Michelle getting her master or her PhD there. My goodness, the master she got at Boston University. Liberty minus 3.5 in Hattiesburg, 49.5 against Southern Miss. Will Hall, the head coach there for the Golden Eagles. He'll try out Ty Keyes at quarterback. Trey Lowe, the backup there. Uh, Frank Gore, Jr., did everything last year, including playing quarterback. Had 801 yards and five touchdowns on the ground. Uh, Bozeman, pretty solid middle linebacker. Missed eight games, but he is back intact. Uh, Malik Short's also from his safety position at 89 tackles. Charlie Brewer is the heir apparent. Remember, from Baylor to Utah, and now he's there at Liberty with Yarborough Douglas Sneed. Pretty good wide receiver combination. Mike Smith, Jr., uh the middle linebacker uh transfers and uh Hugh Freeze you know doing a pretty good job there loses Malik Willis but you bring in Charlie Brewer not too bad there at a school like Liberty what about at minus three and a half at Southern Miss
2: I like both teams this year. Bet both teams over their season win total. I thought Liberty was downgraded too much for losing Willis at quarterback. I like um, obviously Hugh Freeze is as profitable as a coach as any in the country, ATS wise, since he you know took the Arkansas State job. Southern Miss most improved team for me in the country, but I like Liberty in the game. I laid three,
1: three and a half, still okay. All right, so Brad says, "Give me Liberty or give me death." Yeah. I don't know if he'll take it that far. Total forty nine and a half. Utah State and Alabama. What do you say about BAM? I mean, Brad has them clear-cut national champions. Bryce Young, the Heisman Trophy winner, over 4,800 yards, 47 touchdowns, just seven picks. Jameer Gibbs transferring over, running back from Georgia Tech. I mean, this team's loaded. Jermaine Burton, wide receiver, transfers in from Georgia. Cameron Latu, pretty good tight end, but he'll miss this game. Byron Young, solid on the defensive line, but nobody better than Will Anderson. 17 and a half sacks, 101 tackles last year. How about Henry Toe? He had 112 tackles. The transfer from Tennessee, They have Dallas Turner, Jordan Battle on that defense. Eli Ricks comes in from LSU. Kool-Aid McKinstry. I mean, are you kidding me? You have to take that Coke down there, Saban, on the press conference and put up the Kool-Aid. Uh... Are you drinking the Kool-Aid with Alabama in this one? Because right now, the Crimson Tide, minus 42, 62 the total, wind and rain in Tuscaloosa.
2: No, dog and under for me. Uh, obviously, Nick Saban's as good as anybody uh, in season openers. Obviously, he's the greatest coach of all time. But season openers, 15-0 and straight up, 13-2 and against the spread, has never been this big a favorite, and has a huge game against Texas on deck. Weather on top of it, I think, says Utah State gets the cover, even though Utah State wasn't impressive last week.
1: All right, we've got about 20 minutes to get in the last eight games here. UTEP in Oklahoma. Real tough go of it for UTEP last week. Hardison, he threw for 293 and a touchdown. But they left 28 points off the board. I mean, unreal. They really squandered opportunities. They didn't run the ball well, so I'll put it that way. Uh, Awad only had 36 yards on 10 carries. Uh, Tyrese Knight... Pretty solid defensively. Middle linebacker at 11 tackles, seven of them solo. Now you go to Norman to take on Brent Venables in his opener. And you got to face Dylan Gabriel. Outstanding quarterback transferring in from Central Florida. Eric Gray still in the backfield to transfer from Tennessee. Uh, Michael Turk, best punter in the uh, Big 12 there for Oklahoma. Just in case they uh, have some bad field position, he can flip that field, no question. Some pretty good defensive players as well for Venables. His son didn't transfer over to play for him. Stutzman, Wiley, Washington, uh, Key Lawrence, and Redman on the defensive end. Pretty good for OU, but uh, what about it? It's a lot of points, 30.5, 57 the total. But based on the way UTEP looked last week off, last week offensively, I can't touch him. I agree
2: at the current numbers. I, I don't want anything to do with UTEP. In fact, I would take Oklahoma at 30.5, minus 30.5. That would be my uh, lean here. Uh, I bet UTEP plus 40.
1: Um, three months ago, KD. Wow, there you go. And you, you know what? And I even, still lose. No, no, I mean, no. But, I, yeah. but, but you, you would come, will, will you come back now with a 9.5 yeah, point a, middle?
2: A little bit. And here's why not. I'm just not hedging the hedge. If my numbers call for it, then I'll do a little bit of hedging. So uh, I'll have a small bet on, on Oklahoma minus
1: 30.5. Because based on going into the season and watching that first game against North Texas, you had to downgrade UTEP a little.
2: Yeah, so my number was thirty one and a half, thirty two 32 last week. Uh yeah, I'm trying to think. No, no, no. It was 30 last week. Now it's 31 and a half, 32. So yeah, I downgraded Utah about a point point and a half.
1: All right, Memphis and Ryan Silverfield, they are in Starkville. Going to get rain here, 52% against Mississippi State. <laughs> Seth Hennigan leads the way offensively there for Memphis. Uh Brandon Thomas pretty good in the backfield. Uh decent Uh, Returners as far as on the defensive side of the ball with Jalen Allen on the defensive line and Xavier uh, Xavier Cullen's leading the way. A couple transfer linebackers from Charlotte and Syracuse also, but the safeties are strong. Quindell Johnson, Rodney Owens there for Memphis. For Mississippi State, Will Rogers, over 4,700 yards, 36 touchdowns, just nine picks last year. Jaquavius Marks, combination with Dylan Johnson, these two guys, 900 yards, 10 touchdowns between them. And it uh, should be a, f- a fun game from Starkville. I'm wondering what Memphis has. I'm interesting to see, interested to see this team. Didn't touch this game. Mississippi State and Mike Leach, minus 16.5, 57-year total.
2: I touched it uh, in a, <laughs> a lot. Uh, I bet Me- Mississippi State opened up 8 in April, laid the 8, took 17.5 back on Memphis. That was a couple weeks ago. And then this week, and I still like it, hopefully it doesn't rain too much. My favorite totals play was over the total here. I think Mississippi State's offense in the third year of the air raid is the best Mike Leach has had. I think he's got a grind to axe, consider what happened in the Memphis game last year. I also think Memphis is okay offensively. Hennigan's a good
1: quarterback in his second year, so over for me. There you go. And again, 52% chance of rain. We're hoping it's less than that. For that over, get on top of that one from Brad Powers. Uh, current number again is 57 in that game right now. That total is 57 pretty much everywhere in Las Vegas. UL Monroe, Terry Bowden's guys going to Austin, taking on Steve Sarkeesian. And, uh, you know, Bowden doing a decent job winning four games with that UL Monroe team and nearly deflated. Billy Napier and UL Lafayette lost that game 21-16 on the finale. And I'm thinking, if Napier loses that game, he may not get the Florida job. Who knows? Quinn Ewers will be the starting quarterback, the freshman there for Texas, and Sarkeesian beating out Hudson Card. Uh, Bajan Robinson, one of the best running backs in the country. He is Heisman worthy. Uh, speaking of worthy, Xavier Worthy, the leading receiver, is back as well. DeMar- DeMarvian Overshone, excellent linebacker, comes back to lead the defense along with Coburn and Jamison from the uh, – Uh, defense as well. Coburn on the defensive line. Jameson from his cornerback position. And uh, UL Monroe, Chandler Rogers running the show quarterback wide. And keep an eye on Boogie Knight. Excellent wide receiver there. Tyrone Howell also transferring in. Wide receiver from Kansas State. Caleb Thomas leads the defense along with Zach Woodard, the linebacker. What about it? UL Monroe at Texas. Texas minus 37.5, 64.5 from Austin. I bet the dog and under in this one. Still would go with the dog. I you just the question you have to
2: ask yourself is Texas going to really extend themselves with Alabama on deck? Are they going to show everything with Alabama on deck? I don't think they do. So therefore, give me the underdog in this one. You Monroe.
1: All right, then we've got uh, the next game on the dock. It's Cincinnati and Arkansas, and uh, some rain in Arkansas as well. Uh, Brad, and if you can check that because I did not. Uh, get the exact rain there on Arkansas. But I looked the other day and it looked like rain in Fayetteville. So I don't want to get that out there. It may have changed. It may may have shifted. Uh, We'll see if we can get an update there. But Cincinnati is catching 6.5 against Arkansas. This is going to be one heck of a game. Sam Pittman's boys at home. A lot of optimism with K.J. Jefferson coming back through for 21 touchdowns. Rush for six more. Raheem Sanders, Dominic Johnson in the backfield combining over 1,100 yards, 12 touchdowns. Four or five starters back on the O-line, including Ricky Stromberg, the best center in the SEC. Uh, They've got Matt Landers, I should say, and Jaden Hazelwood both transferring over. Uh, from, Jura, from Toledo and Oklahoma, respectively. Defensively, Bumper Pool is back. How about 125 tackles leading that defense? And uh, they've got players in the secondary with Simeon Blair and Miles Slusher. Uh, Cincinnati, Ben Bryant takes over for Desmond Ritter at quarterback. Corey Kiner. For Ford in the backfield, Luke Fickle, plus 15 in turnovers last year. How impressive is that? Has an excellent kicker in Trey Tucker. Whole offensive line back for the Bearcats, including Renfro, O'Quinn, and Mentz. And excellent receiver in Trey Tucker and a good tight end in Josh Wiley. Defensively, they've got plenty of weapons still there with Malik Vaughn. Uh, Malik Van, I should say, on the defensive line. But it's Deshaun Pace that leads that linebacking position along with Ty Van Fossen. And then uh, Bush and Hicks pretty good in the secondary. Your take, this should be an excellent game. It's a 12-30 kickoff from Fayetteville Pacific time. Six and a half Arkansas. The Hogs favored 53 the total.
2: 15% chance of rain, KT. Okay, so uh, it's gone down big time. Yep. Uh, I like Cincinnati here. Again, key number. Anything above seven, Cincinnati's the pick. I think the market at least initially downgraded Cincinnati too much for what they lost. Uh, would I bet it now at six and a half? No, I wouldn't. I, I would just sit tight. Uh, it's going to be an outstanding game. Really good atmosphere, but uh, I actually like both teams this year. I bet both over their season win total.
1: There you go. Meanwhile, Houston Dana Holgerson and company they're going to take on Texas San Antonio, the Roadrunners, off a pretty impressive season with Frank Harris leading the way. Had twenty seven touchdowns, rushed for six more. This guy is a fun athlete to watch. Ty Edwards. Anthony Lewis in the backfield. Uh, Joshua Cephas, outstanding receiver. Zakari Franklin. Oscar Cardenas, the tight end. He transfers over as well. And uh, pretty good center there in uh, uh, Maki Hart. Uh, mckayhart i should say there for utsa and they've got some defensive players especially in the secondary with mayfield and wisdom meanwhile for houston it's clayton toon the best quarterback in the double ac to john henry in there mccaskill out for the year bad knee injury there for the cougs but they've got players they've got offense what about houston right now going in as a four point favorite against utsa total 61 and a half so Four of the guys
2: that I really trust in college football outside of myself, uh, not counting you, KT. I trust you, obviously. Uh, They're split on this matchup, and I never get that. I got two of my favorite guys uh, on Houston, two of my favorite guys on UTSA. Where does that lead, Brad Powers? Well, I'll tell you what. uh, I ended up betting the first guy because he's a market influencer, and I know the line usually moves after he bets it, and it did. Uh, and I'm stuck with Houston tickets and over tickets, so that's what I'm stuck with. Would I recommend betting it now? No, I wouldn't. Just sit tight. It's a game where you're going to learn a lot about both teams for future value in future weeks.
1: Great stuff from Barry Powers. Don't have to bet every game. 43 out of 46, you can, but not every <laughs> game. So there is the third game on that docket that be. No, I know oh, you game. have that one. That's right. You I have, have Houston. That one. You I have just Houston. don't like my tickets uh, because of the bad line.
2: No, because uh, some guys came in opposite uh, that probably if I was stack ranking them, uh, I
1: respect them just a little bit more. So I, I took some bad lines. I don't like that. All right. UMass at two lane. Brady Olson, quarterback for Don Brown. Uh, Ellis Merriweather is their workhorse in the backfield, over 1,100 yards and five touchdowns. They were minus 15 in the sack department, minus nine turnovers. Not good. Rico Arnold, wide receiver. Not bad. George Johnson, the third, transfers in from Michigan and Cameron Sullivan Brown transfers in from Penn State. So a couple receivers coming from the Big Ten. For Tulane, Michael Pratt will lead the way. Decent quarterback, threw for 21 touchdowns for Willie Fritz's squad. Uh, Tajay Spears out of the backfield, nearly 900 yards and nine touchdowns. And then James and Wallace, two excellent tight ends, lead the way for Tulane. On the defensive side of the ball, they've got players as well, including Nick Anderson, excellent linebacker, and Dorian Williams. Uh, They combine for 129 tackles between them. Your take on this one. Brad Powers, as we've got UMass at Tulane in New Orleans. Tulane minus 28 and a half, 59 The total with rain in the weather.
2: Yeah, give me the hook there on Massachusetts. Both teams, I think, are much improved. I bet. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, Tulane. I, no, I didn't bet either one of these teams over their win total. I would if I if I had enough money in the account. Uh, Tulane's going to go to a bowl game after a two and ten finish. UMass, what I like, Merriweather, I actually think he gets drafted. That's how good I think he is at running back. Anything with a hook, I'll take Massachusetts, especially with the weather.
1: There you go. And Brad jumped on this game as well, I believe. Western I did. Ke- I thought it would be a broken record to say I got plus 31 and a half. No, no, I'm, I'm talking about this next one, oh, with Western okay. Kentucky and Hawaii. Now, again, Western Kentucky got all they wanted from Austin P. Uh, the Hilltoppers still win the game by 11, did not cover the number. They are minus 16.5 against Hawaii. Timmy Chang's team jumped out, looked good right away out of the gate, but that was short-lived. Uh, Shager, uh, the quarterback, and Joey Yellen came in the second half to transfer from ASU, and he didn't do much as well. Uh, Dedrick Parson, not a bad game, 82 yards and a touchdown on the ground. And Pinocchio, wide receiver, seven receptions, 101 but Hawaii, my goodness, they just got steamrolled by Vandy in the second half. Couldn't do a thing. Western Kentucky, minus 16.5, 67.5. Does it continue the onslaught <laughs> from different teams? WKU, not as powerful as Vandy, but what about it?
2: I, you can't lay that point spread now. I mean, especially when Vandy was only, one, It closed like 8, 8.5 last week. And now with a lesser team, you're going to lay double the point spread. So if you want to bet Western Kentucky, you're late to the party.
1: All right, got about eight minutes to go here, and uh, just a couple big games, standalone games on Sunday and Monday, and talking about Florida State and LSU. This game will be played at the Superdome, which will uh, save uh, from you know people having to wear that rain gear because it's going to be about ninety percent chance of rain there in the New Orleans area over the weekend. Jordan Travis leads the way for Florida State. Had a good game last week in the win, 47-7 against Duquesne. They did not cover that game, though, but they put up 638 total yards, 406 of those yards on the ground for Mike Norvell's Seminoles. Uh, Three running backs over 100 yards for Florida State. Ward Benson and Feely all had over 100 yards and four touchdowns between them. Uh, Poitier and Pittman, four receptions each for Florida State. On the defensive side of the ball, uh, Jamie Robinson, uh, Fabian Lovett, Robert Cooper and Omarian Cooper all played well, uh, but they only had one sack, six tackles for loss. For LSU, it's their opener under Brian Kelly. Jaden Daniels, the transfer from Arizona State, will lead the way. He didn't have great numbers last year, 10 touchdowns, 10 interceptions for the Devils, but he did rush for seven, ten, and six more transfer coming over from Penn State. Noah Kane in the backfield, John Emery Jr., I believe, was suspended, but... I, He's he suspended for he, the game. He is suspended for the game. Okay. Uh, Larry Ragusa let me know that last night. Uh, Neighbors Jenkins and Beck, uh, 105 receptions between them for 13 touchdowns. Uh, but Keyshawn Butte is the guy with nine touchdowns, 38 receptions. On the defensive side of the ball, Smith, Gay, Ogilari are the leaders. Four transfers to start in the secondary for the Bayou Bengals. On that offensive line, Miles Frazier, Traymond Shorts, the guards, pretty good for the Bayou Bengals. Your take on this one? Uh, let's see what the line is. Last I saw, LSU was favored by three, and that's where it sits. LSU three, total of fifty.
2: At three, I'm gonna lean LSU. I bet both teams. I laid two and a half, took six and a half. Somewhere in that four, you know, corridor is where I'd make the line. So LSU four. So yeah, I, I my best advice I can give anybody right now. If you want to lay three, go ahead and lay the three. I don't expect it to go to two-and-a-half. I really don't. Uh, if you want to take three-and-a-half, wait, uh, if, and take Florida State plus a bigger number. Public's going to want to bet LSU like you wouldn't believe come uh,
1: Sunday night. All right, my buddy Larry Ragusa, big Bayou Bengals fan, him and his dad. That's their tradition. Uh, his pops passed away, but Ragusa, he, he watches every LSU game. He said, ask Brad Powers, first off, win total LSU, and what about – an outside chance that they can maybe take out Alabama.
2: (laughs) Well, turn down the the volume right now, Larry. Uh, Under seven and a half, I bet. I even bet under seven. So that tells you I don't like LSU this year. Uh, Seven, I think, is a bad bet, though, under seven. But seven and a half, if I had to bet it today, I'd bet under seven and a half again, and Alabama's going to crush LSU.
1: I was going to say, if you didn't say anything, I was going to say. But the good news is one of those wins could be over Alabama, Still be a raucous atmosphere, at least for the first quarter. Yeah, first quarter. Maybe a quarter and a half. There you go. We'll see if Brian <laughs> Kelly can get it together. And surprise, Brad Powers, now that he's gone down there with his fake accent. All right, uh, Clemson and Georgia Tech, that is our Labor Day game. Dabo Sweeney, can DJ Uyangale, the youngster from St. John Bosco, get it together? How about nine touchdowns and ten interceptions? Now, he rushed for three hundred eight and four more. He worked out, put on some weight. He's got a good backfield, Kobe Pace and Will Shipley. These guys are outstanding. 17 touchdowns between them, Shipley getting 11 of those. Uh, McFadden, left tackle, really solid. Best in the ACC as far as from that position. Joey Nagata, Bo Collins, not a ton of experience on that receiving core. Defensive coordinator is Wes Goodwin taking over for Venables. Dabo thinks he's got seven players that will be drafted. Uh, from this team next year. They did have plus 21 in the sack department. Tyler Venable still there at his safety position there for Clemson's Tigers. Miles Murphy, seven sacks last year. And Trenton Simpson from his linebacker position, 64 tackles and six sacks. They'll take on Georgia Tech, and Jeff Collins has to get things going. He's got uh, Jeff Sims back at quarterback. Remember, he missed the first four games last year. Uh, had 12 touchdown passes, uh, but threw seven interceptions. He rushed for four more. They lose Jameer Gibbs to Bama. That was uh, Major Jordan Mason also uh, made the 53-man roster there for the 49ers. They do have Dante Smith coming back as well. But uh, defensively, they'll rely on Ely, who had 90 tackles, and Charlie Thomas, linebacker, with 70 tackles. Kenny Bennett uh, transferred Transfer from Maryland comes in to play safety there. We'll see what Georgia Tech can do because Collins, like I said, on the hot seat. Clemson minus 23.5, 51 the total. This game also inside that Mercedes-Benz Dome. Uh,
2: I'll lay the 23.5. I think it's going to close 24. Pizza bet uh, to close out your weekend on Labor Day night, but uh, I would not lay anything more than 24.
1: All right, Brad, got about four minutes to go. I know you get involved in the FCS games. FCS, FBS games, anything in those <laughs> games, because we don't have the lines, uh, but that you're, you're leaning on. Is there, is there anything that, uh, that you're looking at, or maybe games that you're looking at because you will have releases tomorrow on the cover show. So let's get that out there. Got a couple minutes when you uh, are being, doing that show. And I believe it's what uh, eight 30 Pacific time.
2: Eight we Pacific time. We moved it up because okay. we've been
1: missing lines. I've uh, been released earlier and earlier. Okay, so 8 a.m. Pacific time, and uh, you'll release right there. So people need to really be ready with their accounts, ready to roll, because these lines move big time. Both you and then Raz, right angle sports, great reputations. You precede Raz. You'll go at 8 a.m., but you'll have FCS games, FCS versus FCS, or FCS versus both, FBS, both. right?
2: But it's all, all dependent on who's up as far as how many books, but – At the very least, FCS versus FBS tomorrow.
1: And so that is on a YouTube channel, Covers? YouTube
2: channel. Uh, If you're confused about it, just follow me on Twitter. I'll be tweeting out the link to to go
1: to that YouTube page. All right. And those lines, again, trust me, folks, I saw Brad give out Duquesne plus 45 or whatever it was last, 46, and they end up covering that game. Uh, They lose it by 40, but uh, covering. Once they got that one touchdown, I think you felt pretty good about that game. I never feel good, KT, until the final. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Until, until you until the money's in your account yeah. locked in there. Yeah. That's right. You never know. But uh, the best of the <laughs> line moves from Brad Powers. And if you hear some of these lines that he's talking about that he got way back when, when Circa and William Hill released lines, uh, you know, prior to even opening lines coming out from the other books. You know they're on. Brad's on top of this stuff. So uh, Sunday, what is it? Sunday morning. Also, the lines come out.
2: Sunday morning, eleven a.m. Circus first uh, book to open. I don't give out any picks uh, for obvious reasons. Lines move, but also I wait until they're widely available. I try to give people, uh, for obvious reasons, uh, a shot to get these numbers. So I'll wait till Sunday night to give out picks.
1: Brad, real quick uh, before tomorrow, any teams that have not played a game yet that you like their win total still going into tomorrow, oh, that's before a good, tomorrow?
2: That's a really good question, KT. Uh, I haven't looked at that market in a while. Uh, I don't know. And you know me. I, n- I hardly ever say that. No, I don't I don't know. Because I know I bet almost every single team on, uh, uh, on, on the docket.
1: So that's it. Nothing as far as uh, the win Well, I mean, they've moved they so much. Sure, I haven't looked sure. at the market in two weeks, KT. All right. Uh, favorite play FBS game this
2: week. I'm going to go with that total Memphis-Mississippi State, provided that it's not a, a
1: deluge over 57. Great stuff from Brad Powers. Outstanding BP at Brad Powers 7. And real quick, let everybody know how they can get involved with you, and that includes the VIP package.
2: Yeah, uh, if you're just a newbie to it, I would say the newsletter because it gets sent out each and every week, each and every Wednesday, five college, three NFL, every game right up. So if you're a small better, go with the newsletter. If you are bigger, better, and 500 bucks is nothing for you, then check out the the VIP service at bradpowersports.com.
1: That is great. We've got about a minute. How does that work, the VIP service?
2: Well, it's emails every single day. It's texts every single day during football. It's more immediacy. Like, I send out a text. You better be able to make that bet. It's almost like the cover show, but it's 24-7.
1: That is great stuff. Brad Powers, always enjoy doing the Friday football fiasco. Again, folks, remember – We are live here at PSBR Law Studios on Friday mornings, 8 a.m. Pacific time. So, 8 a.m. till about 10 a.m. we'll tape the show. So, again, check your weather, check your injuries, stay on top of the stuff, and then follow Brad Powers at BradPower7 on Twitter. And remember, the archive for this show will be up at 11 o'clock pacific time till monday when fish and Hope take over you know the rules no drinking and driving no texting and driving most of all god bless our troops god bless you live from vegas sports x radio 101.5 on the fm side 720 on the am side i'm ken thompson brad powers really appreciate you my man hope you have a great saturday hope all your games come up roses except the one we bet we'll talk to you on tuesday i'm ken thompson have a great weekend god bless everybody